Happy New Year, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of Reliving the Extreme, an ECW podcast. And I am joined. I am Nate Maxson, your host, joined, of course, by my brother Aaron. Hello. And our friend from ECW, Mr. Chad Austin. Hi guys! Happy you, New Year's! You can't, happy you can't, holidays! You can't see it, everybody. Upside down world. Chad, Chad, Chad's camera is sideways, so he's uh, <laughs> Stranger Things or something. <laughs> this week's show, we are going to be discussing this the episode of ECW from July the sixth, nineteen ninety three. Another, as we always say, another doozy here this week. Well, I mean, can we can we start to agree that? Clearly that they're running out of canned footage. Absolutely. Yes, they you know, are. And they're really, they're really going to have to start like, start, I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, thinking outside of the box, you know, like they're going to have to do something more, you know, because when they start, when they start having matches, like, you know, it's the main event of the show today that we'll get to later, but you know, the join in progress, <laughs> doesn't that just real, you know, read you to believe that they don't have nothing else to show it it reeks of indie rific if that makes sense it's just and so does does chris michaels but we'll get to that later on too um the anything you guys want to talk about before we dig into the show anything going on out there anything on your mind well i mean i just want to say like hey i just want to say um my heart goes out to um john huber's family Absolutely. Big, yeah. Great, great, big loss. Great, big loss. I mean, I, I don't I never knew the guy. My buddy knows the guy. He worked, he worked with him in AEW, worked with him in mm-hmm. ring of honor. And he told me that it, it's one he's, it, this is what he said. And for him to say this to me, that I've been friends with him for over 30 years. He said that one hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, then I was like, you know what, then if that, if that, if that hurt for you, then, that definitely hurt for me, you know, and, right. and, and, I, and, and I mean, I've never heard anything negative about the guy. I always heard positive things that he's a great, he was a great guy and a team player. And, uh, you know, I mean, and I, I was, I was a fan, you know, when originally the Brody Lee days and then through watching them kind of misuse him in WWE and, and hoping with AEW, maybe he would finally get, get his just due. Um, but, Apparently, you know, obviously that. Didn't. How many times? How many times? I don't. I don't know if you guys listen to Cornette, mm-hmm. but how many times have you heard Cornette go through a AEW review, and then he yells out, "Where the fuck is Brody Lee?" Yeah, he 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 is in the witness protection program, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. how many times? I mean, that's exactly what Cornette says. I'm not paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. He says it every time, and that tells you if Cornette. Is shitting on a company and he's begging, can you just bring this guy out? Yeah, can like, we have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, one guy that's credible at least, you know, out here, you know, <laughs> that 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 speaks volumes of, of the guy's integrity. And you know, like I said, I didn't know the guy, my buddy knew him, and for him to know him, and the guy that the guy that knows him is, is going to be at my wedding, so he's that good of a friend. Mm. So yeah, he said, yeah, that was a that was a big one. And you know, it sucks, man. And 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 the same my, my same feelings go out to Danny Hodge's family. Although I can't yeah. believe any of them are still alive. But <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> la, la, maybe la, his yeah. grandkids might hear this. 
two two of two guys two great guys in the same day it was a real bummer and then i went off on a rant i know a drunken late night rant on the we can't wrestle page about just uh, you know they, they you see tribute posts or whatever to brody and then i said just when i see the people in the comments trying to take his death and talk about you know shitty companies whether it be aew or wwe it's like you know for five minutes can you just put your stupid wrestling rivalry to the side and respect a guy's memory, you know, God, honestly, honestly, I never, I, I, I didn't even see that cause I didn't look for that, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was like that. That, that really happened. Yeah. Yeah. I saw well, it on put, quite a they, few they, different pages. What, they put company versus company together or something. Yeah, you like, know, like it, 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 in, in memoriam of the wrestler, instead of just talking about the wrestler talking about, yeah, WWE shit to bet on that guy or, he was in lame ass AEW. It's like for you know for a post of this nature, do you really have to bring that crap into the into the mix? You know, keep, keep it well, outside. I, I, I don't I don't know if you guys listen to Busted Open, but he was a guest on the show about six months ago, and this was after this is while he this is when he first started with AEW, and he said that he when he was sent home, like not sent home, but when he was at home doing nothing that he had no hard feelings against WWE mm-hmm. even after he was released. He had, he, like, you know, he's one of them. He's not Ryback. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He, he's not going out there and wishing the world, you know, the worst on anybody. He's like, no, I, he, he made the most out of the opportunity that they gave him, but that's all that they gave him. Right. Like, absolutely. And that's, you can't, you know, that's on, that's on audio. So 10 years from now, you can replay that, and he's still not shitting on the company, mm-hmm. you know, that just passed on him. So, you know what I mean? Like, that, that that's the mark of a great human being, in my that's opinion. What, that's what I was going to say. The professionalism of that in and of itself speaks volumes about him. Mm-hmm. But R.I.P. Brody, R.I.P. Um, Danny Hodge. Danny Hodge. And um, sad week for wrestling. And Ginger, or Marianne from freaking Gilligan's Island died today, too. What the hell? Now, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've still never I've still never got a letter back from her. <laughs> I, I've she been writing <laughs> What? <laughs> Not nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been writing her letters for like forty four years. <laughs> and I the only problem is I I don't know the exact zip code of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> you just gotta throw in a bottle and hope it gets there, man. <laughs> what the heck? I, I tried all of it. I, I, I've even I've even adapted to using a drone. <laughs> yeah, all right. That that, 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 that Don Wills is a sad one too because she's pretty much all that's left, right? I think so. Yeah, from that cast, I believe so. I don't. I don't think the skipper's still what other kicking. Camp was there? <laughs> yeah, like, some other fucking idiot wreck a boat <laughs> on some uncharted desert <laughs> isle. <laughs> return, return to that cast. <laughs> I guess I meant from the cast of that TV show. God damn yeah. it! <laughs> July the sixth, nineteen ninety three, and uh, we start the show off as we do every week with sweaty Sully. And uh, Polly and Todd Gordon. This time, Todd Gordon's kind of giving Polly the stink face while he's while he's talking, giving him the stink it's just, eye. It's just more Todd trying to get himself over. <laughs> well, that it started off. It started off all heated. Yeah, and, and yeah. what happened? 
And what happened? Did you notice they went back to the old music again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what happened last week? Like, there wasn't any different music. Because all of a sudden, I'm listening right going, boom, 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 one, two. I'm like, wait a minute. It's the same old generic music. And I even wrote, like, what? Yeah, what happened? And literally, Todd and Paul, like, they started they started the TV show out like they had just finished having an argument. And somebody was <laughs> counting down three, two, one, right? Yeah, they did. And then Polly goes off on a tangent about, uh, you know, breaking the rules and blah, blah, blah. And Todd Gordon, because this is still Eastern and not extreme, is telling us that he's going to start laying down the law with fines and suspensions. And, yeah, he goes off on Polly here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what 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 did he actually do, but whatever. <laughs> it sounded great, right? I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> Anything on this, Aaron? Just the fact that he Polly's walking away and he looks at Sully and he goes, "To hell with you!" Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, <laughs> to hell with you. He had to get the last word. I mean. <laughs> And now we, yeah, we moved. I liked moved. it. I mean, I thought it was great because it actually, it actually got me like, like not like amped up, but like my eyes kind of like, oh, well, maybe, you know, they're gonna do something on this show, but Man. you know, the the thirty six other minutes proved otherwise. Yeah, I was but, gonna say, and you were completely wrong, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next segment: Hunter Q. Robbins with some kids. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I know you said you had some stuff on Hunter. You said about this, Chad. Yeah, I, I kept I kept debating whether or not I was going to do stand up again. <laughs> what? But after seeing Hunter Q. Robbins with kids and, and a promo, <laughs> and and with I think Sal Bologna was involved, and then the Super D's and Hunter Q. loves kids. And, and 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 the super uh, yeah and the super D's admitting that they love kids. I'm just thinking like something. There's a reason why Hunter Q ain't there anymore. No, Wild <laughs> Sal's fucking sick lifestyles rubbing off on the super D's. <laughs> I was I, I, I wrote I wrote down is the only way to get do they think the only way to get babyface uh, reactions in this promotion is to say you love the kids. Because that seems to be what they try to do. Everybody loves the kids. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember exactly who it was. God, I swear they got a camp. Um, maybe it was it was Gary the Pitbull. But we used to joke about that promo all the time. Like the kids, you're doing it for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? Like you're talking about ECW. <laughs> And the little the little girl's like, I'm Super Destroyer number one. Yeah, I, I love the Super D, the Hunter Q standing around with all his kids. I'm just like, somebody better call this guy probation officer because they they got him on film with like all these kids around him, and he's saying making how much them, he loves them, oh making them goodness. say, man, making them say they love the D's. It's like this is bad. <laughs> You're right, Eric. Exactly right. They they love the do. They love the super D's. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. The wrong kind I of extreme. I almost want to think they're black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad, definitely a bad look here for these guys. 
Give him all the candy. Like, that was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've taken over, we're scaling back on that. Does anybody yeah. else think one of the? I mean, obviously, it's not. But does anybody else think one of the super destroyers talks like Jody Hamilton? I bet you that's uh, Petrucci. Like when every time I hear him talk, if I would close my eyes, I would think it was Jody Hamilton. Just and by the way, going going back going back to the Super D's thing, um, I have a feeling. I mean, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent positive whatsoever, but I think um, the kids. I think they were Sandman's. Hmm. I, okay. I mean, I do remember. I do remember Sandman's kids being around. And don't don't let me think that. Don't get let me insinuate anything about the kids. <laughs> And this, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think I think the kids were hanging around because Sandman used to show up in a in a in a um in a van. He had like a conversion van mm-hmm. that he would travel in, you know. And he'd bring his family, peaches and all them people, and his kids would run around there. And I could totally see where they just grabbed his kids to be, you yeah, know, put them on, yeah, put them on camera, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now was this van the same van that Polly likes to lay down in, or no? It, it was a real conversion van. <laughs> okay, it wasn't the Astro van that housed everybody. <laughs> the four seater that had like ten people in it. <laughs> and now we get a promo from Hunter talking about the upcoming tag title match that we're about to watch between the Suicide Blondes and the Super Destroyers. And at first, I thought. And not knowing how the match was going to turn out, I thought Candido's in the promo and Michaels is in the match. Oh yeah, that's not my notes. Now, now knowing how it ends, eh. but yeah, I mean this promo was there. I, I don't, I don't even know what else to say about it. Well, it, it was billed as the belts versus the mask, right? Yep. And I could have swore we've already done two or three shows where they've already exchanged belts. And the super destroyer has already lost her masks. <laughs> like I can't, I can't believe we haven't gotten there yet. Like I'm going, how much longer are they going to do this? And I, I literally wrote like, good lord. And then at one point, Jay Sully was talking about which, um, and that was super destroyer number two was in the ring. How does he know? You know which yeah. super destroyer it is? If they're supposed to be like exactly alike. Yeah, but it's Super Destroyer number two. Like he, he was, he was emphatic about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just wish they they really can't get um, I Sir Christopher Michaels. I, I'm 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 at a loss for words. Um, to say like some of the things that I watch him do is just uh, he's not good. Just, like, and I'm and you know I, I I I don't know. I've never worked in the ring, but I can watch this guy and think he's not good. He's just not good. It's a, it's his bumps, you know. It's he gets, uh, he, he's very awkward. Yeah, like you know the you know the the, the infamous spot where you, they they bring you in the ring the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know, well he he like flips over too far, you know, where he like lands on his ass, you know, <laughs> and then like you give him an elbow spot, an elbow off the ropes, and he lands like he doesn't like land on his back. He lands like on his legs, like he just crumbles. And it's just like, wow, who taught you how to bump? You know, <laughs> he's not selling the bumps properly, you know, and it and it and it looks poor, and it really just it really does just affect, you know, because I mean, Hot Body is a much better worker than than Sir Christopher Michaels, mm-hmm. but you know, 
whatever. Yeah, but I, I agree. When they were putting that match together, somebody should have said, Hot Body, you should be the guy that's, um, you know, taking the, uh, taking the bumps. Because Chris Michael was for Christ. Is that, that's who it was, right? It wasn't Candido, right? No. no. It was, yeah, it's Chris Michaels. Um, there's two things in this match that Polly says. For one, he says that, that Todd, Todd Gordon is very angry lately. He's starting to look like Vern Gagne. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard that. And then um, there's also a point where uh, Sully claims that, uh, or Polly claims that uh, one of the Super Ds went low on Sir Christopher Michaels. And uh, Sully says, oh, no, it was his upper thigh. And he goes, <clears throat> Polly goes, well, I guess it depends on how big of a man. Oh, Richard Michaels is. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, but other well, thing- as far as the as far as the Vern Gagne line went, I I totally Aaron I totally heard it, but my my joke was it, he was like angrier than Vern Gagne going to the bank on, uh, in, in 1993 to deposit money because I I heard the joke but I didn't know like what what the joke was. So I just automatically put two and two together. I was like, oh, it must have been a, him going to the bank with no money kind of thing. <laughs> but but no, I didn't hear the um, the big D reference. Yeah. <laughs> and the, well, ending, they the they are the super D's. Yeah. <laughs> the end of this match is fucking terrible. It's awful. It's stupid. They're gonna do they're gonna yeah. do a switcheroo with a guy with short blonde hair. And a guy with long blonde hair. And a guy with short tights and a guy with long tights. Yeah, and it's fucking trash. Yeah, I wrote I wrote confused. I don't know. (laughs) I wrote new champs. I don't know. Confused. (laughs) That goddamn small package is fucking terrible. It was 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 again (laughs) it go it goes it goes back to our whole entire discussion about how these book these matches aren't booked for television properly, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not laid out with the structure of hey, this is what we're building towards. It's just that this is what we got, and believe me, we're going to get more. Um, this is what we got, so we have to work with this. But I, I don't understand why it wasn't thought out, you know, just and, a little more. Well, like the, the, like I said, the whole the entire trying to do the switcheroo at the end with two guys that look nothing alike. Really and it, it, it's just it's so stupid. They should have had well, Sal Bologna run in. And the only way they could have made it worse if it was like JT Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they, they would have had Sal run in and then Hunter Q would have came in and rub, and rolled Sal out of the ring. And then JT would have ran in and rolled Hunter Q out of the ring. And yeah. And then it would have been Big Val Puccio. <laughs> I mean, it, it really was like, what, what is going on? Because the referee, um, it's not his fault, and I'm not going to blame any of this on him. He saw everything. Everything. Every bit of was yes. going on. It looked like he was at a, at a sports bar watching multiple TV screens of his favorite team because he was just standing around, you know, uh, was it Finnegan? Was it Larry? I think so. Was it no, I think it was Finnegan in yeah. this match. Yeah, he was standing around, looking around, like he's just going, like he was directing traffic, like somebody should have gave him one of them reflective vests. <laughs> like he, he was trying to tell people, like what to do. Like I'm in the, am I in the way? <laughs> you know, yeah. It was a, it was like, who, uh, was it you, Nate, or you, Aaron? that said it was just a mess. 
Both of us, I think. I think it's. I think it's a consensus. This was a mess. Yeah, it dude, was, it, it was a mess. It, it was. It was completely a mess. And um, with um, with with this match, we have the Super Destroyers are once again the ECW Tag Team Champions. Yeah. And then we get we get a Sandman promo talking about his upcoming match with um, Ivan Koloff, in which he says he respects Koloff like people in the Louvre respect the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think I even heard that. I um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna go with whatever you have to say about this. <laughs> I have not because I, I I didn't really I I heard I heard what he said, but none of it really like kind of like even made any sense. I didn't know even, what he meant by the the lube or the I yeah I don't. He even made an allude, and I I don't remember what the exact line was, but he made it. He alluded to you know like your. Because he's the Sandman, I guess the scuba. He's scuba Steve. You know, it's it, you're you're on my beach or whatever. I don't know. It was it was a stupid promo. It really was. <laughs> it's mad. I, I don't right. know what's worse, his promo or you trying to fucking make any sense out of it. <laughs> fuck. I, I, at the end of the day, I have no idea what the fuck the guy said. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard Jim Hellwig promos that made more sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now yeah, that, the- that uh, that that's getting towards now. We're now we're starting to get into um, we just got to figure out what we're doing here. Yeah. Well, and I'm just you waiting know? for that. I'm waiting for that moment. I thought it was when Sandman had the you know he had the no holds barred thing or whatever with Johnny Hotbody, and he was in street clothes, and I was like, oh, this is the moment where he finally gets rid of the wetsuit, and now he's in street clothes. But we've continued on with the goddamn wet wetsuit for another month. I'm sorry, Aaron. He still hasn't even beat up Tommy yet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's when it starts. But So the next match is the one that uh, we just alluded to. It's Koloff versus the Sandman. They they say it's a number one contenders match. Well, who's that? I don't, I don't know if the announcer, Sully does at some point. I don't know if we'll find out. I don't know if Koloff ever got this title shot or not because he goes over. <laughs> he goes over in this match. But uh, <laughs> I guess we'll find – that's why the name is – an Ivan koloff Don Morocco match. <laughs> no, how, so funny, I, how, how funny is it that, that, that um, for one, after we beat up Ivan and Vlad for, like, pretending, pretending to be there and <laughs> – and they do the promos, and they have a TV match, and the one guy that works the TV match is Ivan. You, you would have you thought that he would have been the representative for Vlad, right? Yeah, yeah, you would think because so. You would have thought you would have thought that he was, he was auditioning Vlad to get a job, but it's like Paulie must have saw Vlad and just said, "No, oh, we want Ivan." <laughs> well, and Vlad cuts his promo of this show. He sounds like he's from Minneapolis, USSR. <laughs> is that a boat <laughs> okay yeah that boat is going on to the beach that Sandman owns or whatever but so it how's the other cast of Gilligan's High <laughs> <laughs> good god <laughs> apparently fans you had to listen to the whole entire show <laughs> To get all the all the callbacks. <laughs> Watching a show like this, we got to entertain ourselves, folks. <laughs> Koloff and Sandman. I mean, the match isn't terrible. I don't know. I, it's not great, but it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't. You know, shit the bed like I thought it would. And like I alluded to la- the last show, I really do think that 
Polly is is an Ivan Mark. Um, cause during this match, he puts Ivan over really strong, just like he did the last time. And like I said, probably from being an MSG kid, this is just to get the yeah. miss. This is just to get the, the green, whatever rock and rebel through and Peach's face out there. That's all this is. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can see, I can see that, that, um, Paul is, is like an Ivan Mark just from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was watching some old WWE stuff. You know, whatever's on the network, with an All American or All or All Star. Yeah, All Star. If you go on you, if you go on YouTube, you can find a guy who uploaded a whole bunch of championship wrestling. Okay, it's the it's the other show, and Ivan's on there. I'm like, yeah, you know, Paulie was there, and and he probably knew Paulie, and Ivan was. I, I've I don't I've never had a bad altercation with Alan. I Ivan. Like, I like him as much as I don't like Nikolai, mm-hmm. which is a great thing because <laughs> I, I love Ivan and I don't like Nikolai. <laughs> but yeah, Ivan, you figure at 1993, why wasn't he pushing, you know, Vladimir? Right. You know? Why wasn't he the second? Yeah. Um, it, and he, at his advanced age here, it, it, it makes sense. That would make the most sense. I don't know. Maybe they thought, well, we'll put the guy with the name in the ring. I, I don't know what they're thinking oh. was, or maybe, <laughs> maybe Vlad, his, uh, Vlad, Vlad was with him because Ivan couldn't drive at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they also haven't watched any of their other recent shows. Maybe they haven't watched uh, Jimmy Snook against Tommy Cairo, <laughs> like um, since whatever May. Like they, why? Why will we keep continue to put the old guys with the new guys when they do absolutely nothing? But I have an absolutely better um, reason why they would do it. Let's take all of the old guys, put them on one team <laughs> against all the other guys. Because <laughs> isn't that what was next? That is what is next. Now. At, to, to the, for the finish of this match, Rock and Rebel comes out and throws. They keep saying paint or ink, like they don't know what they want it to be, but paint or ink into Peach's face, and uh... <laughs> not the worst thing they got thrown in her face before, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to know what it really was, <laughs> but this is rough, <laughs> and uh, um, we move on now, Stevie. Hold on. I'm trying to uh, frick it. Oh, this this segment made me laugh, okay? Stevie Wonderful is interviewing Hunter Robbins and Todd Gordon. And Hunter Robbins is pissed off because of this title change thing. Hunter Robbins does all the babyface man- baby authority figures work for him. Gordon doesn't have to goad him into any stipulations. Gordon doesn't have to, Whoa. doesn't have to work him. Like Hunter just volunteers all the stitu- the stipulations that are going to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I'll leave. tell you what I'll do. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll leave. leave. You handcuff me to Palomo. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's volunteering at all. <laughs> I'll change your oil. Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what do you I'll, want? I mean, I'll work weekends. I'll, I'll at put your all new batteries store. and all your remote controls. What? <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, Hunter Q, this is, this clearly has to be, um, because, you know, because, you know, I think I debut around September and 
we did a thing with Hunter Q, and that was pretty much his swan song when he had to work with me. Mm-hmm. And you can just see that they they're that Paul's either trying to find something for the guy, or he's just realizing that a manager of that type is just there's too many of them. Mm-hmm. We can't mm-hmm. have me, and we can't have you. Yeah, so, <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's sink or swim, and I I work to, here. One of us has to go, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I have the van. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if um, you if you want, I can transport you and all your bad breath to the nearest <laughs> the nearest bus stop, sir. <laughs> you just have to hold your head out of the window. <laughs> yeah, the the windstar don't come equipped. With COVID masks, <laughs> yeah, so, that, that 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 six man. I never even thought it was a six man. I thought it was an eight man. They, the, I literally the thought that the thing, the cryon thing before they came. Yeah, the the thing on the screen before they went to commercial before this match said eight man tag action next. Oh, okay. So I'm not. <clears> so that's stupid. no, you know, it, like when they did the introductions, I was like, well, where are my other two guys? Not that it matters, but. The match that we're alluding to has Don Morocco, who works very, very little in this match, Eddie, Eddie Gilbert and the Dark Patriot, against our old friend Glenn Osborne, Tommy Cairo, and Larry Winters. <laughs> Jesus. I think Morocco <laughs> spends 30, I think Morocco spends all of 33 seconds in the ring in this match. Good. Yeah, I, I saw Morocco, he, he dusted off his, his, his boots. Like that ring must have been like locked. The ring apron must have been locked away in some ring truck for months. <laughs> all he was, uh, if you watch, all he's doing is standing on the ring apron, just wiping off the bottoms of his boots. <laughs> but he did. But he never did anything. He with, came. With I think boots. he came in. I think he came in, gave Glenn Osborne a body slam, and then tagged back out to Gilbert. Like that was the that was yeah. the extent of his participation in this match. Well, let, let's just say that thank God Doug Gilbert was in that match. <laughs> Because he did because most of the work. Eddie worked. <laughs> Eddie worked. Eddie worked and did bumps and 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 took a bunch of shit. But clearly, that was a match to show, um, you know, the highlight, Doug. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I get it. But again, you're killing your local talent. And you know what? What are you going to come back with with the next month? You just took three of your guys. Two of them might be there next month. One of them won't be. Three other guys, you need them next month, mm-hmm. and you end up beating them again. Why couldn't one of the guys? Why couldn't one of the guys snuck up behind Sleepy Morocco? I mean, maybe Morocco was catching a nap on the ring <laughs> and was accidentally tagged in, and you know, and Cairo or somebody could have schoolboyed him in, you know. Because you know, he could have blamed, blamed it on his dusty boots. He'd have been like, "My boots were dusty, and I slipped." He was sneezing. <laughs> yeah, he was sneezing for the three counts. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? Why couldn't you? Like, not one time. I, I'm telling you guys, not one time. I mean, so far, and I'm willing to bet if it hasn't happened thus far, it's not going to happen for the rest of the time. Not one time does Gilbert put over a local guy. No. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to. You know, I'll wait. I remember we're doing the show every single week anyway. But you know what I mean? Why? Why wouldn't he? That's and not the way. That's not the way Lawler would book a territory. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially, especially in this match, 
um, like we've talked about quite a bit on the show, Tommy Cairo, you know, if you, you out of these three, out of these three guys that you've got lined up against your quote unquote main eventers, Tommy Cairo is the one with the most potential who enters Osborne, whatever, but Tommy Cairo, maybe if you were going to, if you were going to do the match, if you want to have a squash match, that's fine. But why put him in there? Cause he's got the most potential out of, out of, I think the most potential out of any of the original, like the, you know, the, like you say, the home guys. Um, so put somebody else in this if you want it to be a squash. But. Yeah, Larry, Larry was involved in that stupid little thing with Stetson. You know, Glenn mm-hmm. was Glenn was getting beat up weekly by Jimmy Snooker. Yeah, that was his job. <laughs> I mean, that's what he came to work for. And um, <laughs> they could have put Habanero Ernesto or whatever the fuck his name is in there. Yeah, like it sounded like G- Glenn Osborne was working nine to fly. That's- <laughs> That's the that's all the reason why he came to work. And then you had you had Cairo who seemed to get stuck in the middle because half the weeks he was in angles. <laughs> in everybody's angles. <laughs> like they, they just don't well, know what they you know. <laughs> hey, is that, is that is that better than not being in any angles? Yes, it is. Yeah. I so mean if he, you're all over the show. Yeah, and, and they just they just totally I was just like, Well, why would they you know, why you know, why couldn't they slip one against Eddie even? Mm-hmm. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna do it against Morocco, which, I mean, what's the sense? It's not going to help anybody. If I, if I beat a person that was brain dead, basically, and pinned them at, a, at the hospital, you know, what credibility am I going to get? <laughs> so if he beats Morocco, it's like Morocco just goes like, well, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But if he, if he beats the guy who's walking out there and is claiming he's the king of Philadelphia, you know, and how many times has Eddie Gilbert gotten rolled up? Jesus. You would think that guy would come up with a fucking um, a defense for that by now. <laughs> How many times somebody's rolled him up for, you know, from behind? You would think like he would fucking figure out a defense, but why not even do it to Eddie? That Eddie right. can still, you know. Then, then you got a built-in deal with him and Tommy. But I, I guess they were just—I don't know, man. I guess they were just really trying to get rid of all the ECW like homegrown guys, but. That's really not a, the, the greatest formula, you know, as history is even shown, right? Right. Replacing them with old timers. Yeah. Not the, and not the answer. Not the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, anything oh, else I, on this one? No, I, 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 the answer. I, I, had, <laughs> I have absolutely no notes on this match. Well, don't we get the, um, I mean, did, didn't this kind of like bleed into like, no, I mean, actually that match was technically not bad. It technically wasn't bad. It just didn't do anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. it? I don't know, Nate. What was it? Six, eight minutes? Not, Probably you know? about eight minutes. Yeah. And like I said, like I was alluding to, if you're if you have your three big heels, I understand you want to do a squash match. That makes sense. But again, I just think that uh, if you're going to squash Winters, whatever his thing with Stetson's over or um, Osborne, but I just I, the Cairo being in here was and like you said it didn't it didn't do anybody any good at all <laughs> other than just to feature your top heel group um, well they they must have been running out of time like shit because uh, i mean a day in a life with eddie gilbert i mean seriously <laughs> eddie gilbert on south street is what we're doing and i did anybody else kind of think eddie might have been a little drunk doing this segment oh yeah <laughs> and he also um, alludes to the fact that he pulled Jay Sully out of a gay barn. Not, goes, I don't, 
Yeah. I'm not saying anything about any of that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying what was said. Uh, Eddie Sully, was drunk. Yeah. But but <laughs> Sully Sully says Eddie, you came and you took me out of the you took me out of the club and uh, uh, um, Eddie says, well, you know, uh, you might be happy I took you out of that type of club, buddy. <laughs> and then he's talking about um, how great of a leader he is, and he says. Eddie says, this is where I think he was, uh, this is where I think I know he was drunk. He says, I'm almost like Hitler, just not as bad. <laughs> not as many Heils yeah, or something. <laughs> well, he did, I mean, he did this, I, I know. He, um, he did like about five of them mm-hmm. the same night. Yeah, because he's wearing the, I, he's wearing the, I, like, love me and love my cat shirt. I love my dogs. <laughs> I love my dogs or whatever, yeah. Yeah, he, he did about five of them because I I I was at one of them. I couldn't get anywhere near him. I was with somebody else, and, and he was at, like, it was like a beer garden down in South Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And there was, it was only like one camera there. And he he was there. And, and yeah, he, he was drinking all day. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it wasn't just drinking all day... No one, Eddie. You know he was probably smoking a tad. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he was. Yeah. He was definitely inebriated during this segment. Not that it didn't. Not that it wasn't entertaining. It was entertaining. And Sully's one of those. Apparently, uh, Jay Sully's one of those guys who wears his sunglasses around his neck with the little rope thing. But anyway, um, I, I was trying. I was trying to explain to my wife how much I love Eddie Gilbert, but she was sitting downstairs when I was watching it, and I was having the hardest time, like. <laughs> I was just going like, you don't understand. <laughs> like, you know, he really didn't have the, you know, the best hand. He was, you know what I mean? He was really in a, it, this wasn't like, this was, this was basically the decline of Eddie. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. after here, you got Puerto Rico, Smoky Mountain. And well, and did he, I mean, this is okay. We're in July of 93 and he passed in 94, right? What's that? He passed in ninety five. I think it was ninety five. I think he died ninety five. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, as far as his career goes, this is you know this is probably the the last highlight, I guess you'd say, of his career. And yeah, that's sad. I mean, for me, like he, he's my hero. He's mm-hmm. my mentor. He's my hero, and I'll never have a bad thing to say about him. But yeah, this was not like. If I was going to give somebody, if somebody was going to ask me, what can I watch of Eddie Gilbert's work? And I'm not going to say, hey, watch fucking ECW 93. <laughs> Fuck. He, he alludes to uh, he's going to start putting a tax on the, uh, on the city of Philadelphia. I think he talks about Robin Hood. But he's definitely, he's definitely a couple sheets during this promo. And he, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, he's compared himself to the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, go figure. He's scooping, scooping himself up there with all the great heels, <laughs> and he's sitting like a uh, like a some kind of carriage. And Jay Sully's just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't he somehow try to fucking introduce the fact that he's got a uh, Freddie Gilbert who's already been on TV? Like Freddie yeah. Gilbert refereed the match that came on before this. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Then they try to. I mean, is that, am I wrong? Didn't he say like, like 
he's got this guy here. He's a he's, he didn't didn't even try to allude that it was a long lost relative. I think so. Well, because they do those, those the sit down thing with him and uh, Sully after this. That's actually in the studio, and Freddie's standing behind him, and he. He tries to allude to the fact that Freddy's special or something. I don't think he, he, no, he's different. He's different. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. Well, he's different. But I also think he tried to say that he didn't really know that he was his relative. Like he, he was keeping it a secret, or maybe that was what I what he meant to. I don't. I didn't catch that. No, I guess. No, he said that he said that um, his parents didn't want Freddy in wrestling, oh. Oh, and, and and put him in a different <laughs> school because he was special. And that they wanted him to become a journalist or some dumbass job like that. Yeah, he and goes, not he be goes a, a, a journalist or something stupid like that, like yeah, a doctor or a lawyer. Like that, like they, a doctor they basically, lawyer. They basically yeah. tried to say that Jerry Lawler's kids retarded. Yeah. <laughs> it's what they just try to say. And he just stands there and looks at the kid. It's like, are, are they trying to like make like a, a like a roughhouse Fargo, but like a Gilbert version of it? Like it's this <laughs> they bring in every once in a while. No man, they, they they. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my pen and write this down because that after hearing us after hearing us just beat beat that up, um, <laughs> I swear I bet you that Eddie was trying to bring in John Gillum. <laughs> I bet you if he could have got John Gillum, John Gillum would have been there. Do you know who John Gillum is? I know you've, you've Yeah, you've talked about it before. I bet you that he was trying to bring in John Gillum. And I <laughs> bet you either I, I, I this is obviously before nine eleven, but they may have had some other protocols as to why this motherfucker couldn't fly. But uh <laughs> but I bet you if Eddie if Eddie had his way, he would have brought in John Gillum. That that to me, uh, now that I've after all these even decades, I've never mm-hmm. thought about that, and I I bet you he was. You got to go back and watch it. Just Google it or uh, YouTube it. However the kids do it, um, Continental Eddie Gilbert and John Gillum. It's like you won't believe how much money they made with a half retarded person. <laughs> With Eddie Gilbert claiming he was going to beat him up every single week, and and it just never happened. And the one week that it was supposed to happen, John Gillum ended up like slapping the shit out of Eddie Gilbert, and it, and it popped the business like they drew like a twenty thousand dollar house, like off of a guy who was Eddie Gilbert's buddy. He was he was carrying his bags. <laughs> well, maybe that was his. Maybe that was Eddie's plan for ECW. We just never got to see it come to fruition. Maybe you're right. No, I, I bet you. I, I'm willing to bet that I am right. I bet you mm-hmm. I am because I, I know. I know that. I know that. Um, Kevin was there as Eddie's office guy. I, I know that. So we had to be on the payroll to be a guy. You know, right? Uh, you know, in the ring. You know. So I knew that. But I, I'm just telling you, there has to be a reason why John Gillum couldn't travel. Because if John, <laughs> John Gillum at ECW, I'm telling you, would pop the fuck out of you people. <laughs> like, he's one of them Howard Stern, Whack Pack type guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Per, yeah, that would fit perfectly in this in this equation. Of course he would have. The 
The next thing, we get a promo from the Super Destroyers. All I wrote down is Super Destroyers promo. I guess I didn't write down what the context of it actually was, or does it, it matter? It, they just had a, like they just announced that everything that Hunter Q asked for, he got. <laughs> which we already which we already figured out earlier on. <laughs> and then to what Chad alluded to earlier, joined in progress Our is, main event. is the main event of this show. The Wild Man Sal Balomo and Chris Candido. Uh. <laughs> that was a perfect well, I mean, response. I mean, do you want to shit first, or <laughs> that, was that Aaron? Did you want to? Did you want to go ahead and uh, you know release them bowels? Uh, you know? This is it's just terrible. Well, I mean, Uncle Moisha. Yeah, I, I wrote down here. Uncle, Uncle Moisha, Moisha, the peeping Tom. <laughs> yeah, so that's got to be an inside thing somewhere. Oh, clearly it is. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't we, know. What we all wrote it. We all wrote it down apparently because I have it on my notes too. Polly bringing up Uncle Moisha, the peeping Tom. He says pizzas is all right though. Well, not all right. She's blind. <laughs> oh, is that when Paul yeah, apparently took Uncle, the phone Uncle, call? Uncle Yeah, Uncle. You ever you ever noticed Paul Polly Dangerously's phone? Um, automatically connects to everyone without it having to, their phone having to ring first. Cause Polly just dials a number and starts screaming and the, the phone never actually rings. I think he has a different phone every time you see him. <laughs> I think he had a white phone and a black phone on the, on this episode. <laughs> this, and yeah, this, you're right. It didn't ring. He just goes, Oh, I got a phone call. Yeah. Or he, he punches the numbers in to make a phone call and then just puts it to his ear and starts screaming. Like it does. The other person's phone doesn't even ring. Polly's phone is so important. But yeah, uncle Moisha gives us an update on peaches and apparently she's blind. So. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, set the world on fire with this information. <laughs> I mean, she, she had what she had milk, paint, butter, oil. I don't know. She had, Something thrown in her face, and she's blind. And uh, and uh, less than forty five minutes later, somebody calls Paulie to tell him that, that she's blind. Butter, I love it. I, I mean, you know what it was? Like, who knows? They, they have no idea what it is. But yet, the I mean, when she when she was going to the hospital and she's filling out her information, they asked for a person of emergency contact. She wrote Paulie. <laughs> Uncle Moisha. Uncle Moisha. Um, yeah, <laughs> Uncle Moisha. Uh, Who else you know? would it? Be? So why wasn't there a why wasn't there a Peach's heel turn? Where <laughs> you know she turned on Sandman because she was secretly in the you know she was secretly in with Uncle Moisha. <laughs> and why wasn't he a character? Or maybe he was, and we don't even know it. <laughs> Oh, he was always just in the back like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 did you guys see there was a great clothesline during that Blomo uh, Candido match where, I mean, I, I know you guys aren't workers and it's kind of sometimes it's a little more difficult for you guys to catch like mistakes. Mm-hmm. But Candido threw Blomo into the, into the ropes where he was going to throw a clothesline and they redid the spot. Where Belomo was was to grab Candido's arm and bite him. Like that was the spot okay. where he threw the clothesline and Belomo grabbed his arm. But the first time they did it, Sal didn't grab his arm. And Candido threw his clothesline out, 
where he didn't even appear to throw any effort at all, like into a clothesline, and blow bumped. <laughs> I completely missed that. <laughs> completely oh, missed it. <laughs> I, I saw it. I just read, that was sad. The that clothesline <laughs> was so sad because I, I I thought that was I didn't know what the spot was, but they picked it right back up from that that point and they redid it again. And then he throws um, Belomo back in, and then he goes for the clothesline, and Belomo grabs his arm, and he bites him. And I'm like, oh, that was the spot. But literally, like, Candida just stood there with his arm out. And, and Belomo took a bump, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's part of the reason why they started, like, you know, weeding them this, guys out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This was snake bitten, most definitely. The Hollywood, like the show? the Hollywood blends. Yeah, the whole damn show. But this <laughs> this segment too, the the suicide. I was going to say the Hollywood blondes, completely different deal. The suicide blondes. Tony Stetson come out. We get another brawl. <laughs> Hunter Q Robbins clocks Stevie Wonderful with a cane shot that pops Polly. <laughs> Polly loves his cane shot. The crowd. <laughs> I guess it's the first time the crowd reacted. Mm-hmm. Anything. But if we it, look through all the names that we've written down on this paper, there's so many that are going to be repeated. Hunter Q. Robbins, Paul Lee, you know, it's like they just don't have they don't have nothing. They're just re-putting the same people out there <laughs> week after week. The, like you said earlier, this su- this Super Destroyers uh, Suicide Blondes program is just it's like the same thing every single week. They just keep drumming it up and drumming it up. And it sounds like it's coming to an end. And like you said, September's coming and uh, changes are coming as we go on. As we close this show out with the closing credits. Oh, hang on. I did write my last thing that I did write was um, I have a feeling this is uh, goodbye, Stevie. Because <laughs> I did write goodbye, Stevie at the end of this. <laughs> Aaron's crossing his fingers. Alvita Zane. <laughs> Alvita Zane. Oh, Elvita Zane, hair wonderful. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I, think he, I, I think he's gone. I think that was it. I mean, didn't Paulie hit him with the phone? Was that Paul? No, that was last week. Well, last week he got the this phone episode, shot. This week this... he got the cane shot. Yeah. Well, who hit him with the cane? Hunter. Oh, well, maybe he's still there another month or so. <laughs> I thought I thought when I saw him on the floor and they were talking about like leaving, you know, going off the air. I figure that's usually the you know the send off. Uh, well, maybe he's still there a couple more weeks. <laughs> either either way, poor Stevie. Yeah, <laughs> poor Stevie. <laughs> um, overall, I gave this show one out of five. Not a fan. All right, Aaron, you're all I think more generous than the rest of us, right? Uh yeah, I gave I gave it a like one and a half just because I liked the Eddie stuff. The Eddie actually, stuff. Yeah, I actually liked Eddie when he was hammered, compared himself to Nottingham and Hitler, and I liked, <laughs> you know what? Uh, and I liked the promo when he was in the in the studio or whatever. I thought he did a good job. Like I thought I thought Eddie was the highlight of the show, obviously, and that's why I bumped it up a little bit. Well, now that you mentioned the Eddie drunk stuff, because I never really took that in consideration. Because my my original rating was, is that I watched it. <laughs> it was there. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't I wasn't going to give a, a a star a number. I I don't even know what. They did. 
I don't. I shirt sleeve, pants leg, butter, butter. one sock. I don't. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to give it because it went. It went by like you know. How, you know how they're like thirty eight minutes. It, it went by so fucking fast. <laughs> It's then I was horror. just like, yeah. <laughs> that I, I couldn't believe it was over, but yet I couldn't be any happier <laughs> that it was over. And I didn't know, like, what I liked, what I didn't like. But I, I'm, I'm by looking at my papers, I wrote something about technically not bad, and, um, <laughs> Uncle Moisha. So, <laughs> I, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a, um, oh, fuck. Uh, my honest opinion. I mean, all kidding aside. Three quarters of a star. That's fair. That's a totally fair assessment yeah. of this show. Yeah, but I mean, the, the the best part was nothing dragged it down as far as I can't say anything was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything there that was no, embarrassing. No, nothing nothing that, insulted my intelligence. It just wasn't good. Yeah, nothing. Nothing was. Nothing was. Um, nothing was ridiculous. But other than probably Eddie's promo, like Aaron was talking about, nothing. Everything was pretty much pointless. You know, it wasn't ridiculous, but it was pointless. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it didn't. It didn't do anything. I can't, I can't believe that CNN. I can't believe that CNN didn't cut in with the fact that that, that Sal Palomo and Chris Candino's fight was joined in progress. Like <laughs> you know, like the OJ chase. You know, they just cut right in the progress. Why didn't he go like, oh my god, right now in South Philadelphia, Sal Palomo, and 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 whatever uh, is. Candido was in a street fight. I can't believe they didn't cut into that. It wasn't a big enough deal. And another news. South life don't matter. And another news. Peaches took some country cracks in the face. <laughs> and that bitch is blind. <laughs> I want to. I want to. <laughs> who, who knows how she got blind? But I mean, what they say? It could have been anything. <laughs> I want to preview next week's show we're going to be watching. And then I actually have a question uh, to end the show for you, Chad. But the for next week, here's the preview from the WWE Network. On this edition of Eastern Championship Wrestling, Jimmy Snuka defends the ECW Television t- Championship against Terry Funk in the main event. Plus, the Suicide Blondes challenge the Super Destroyers, which we already knew that. And King Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert goes on a tour of his kingdom. So we got Snooka and Funk coming up next week. Oh, my God. The Suicide Blondes against the fucking... <laughs> Jesus fucking God. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but, so uh, what? What? I, I don't know. What, what is the question? You said it was Snooka against... Was it Gilbert? Snooka and Funk for the TV title oh, next fuck. week. But no, the question oh, okay. I had for you is, as we go through every week, I've been looking at the PW Torch from whatever week it is we're watching. And mostly right now, the reporting on ECW is all, you know, just what happened at the shows. They don't have anything going on because they're kind of treating it like just a big indie, obviously. But the one thing that's in, of note in this edition of the Torch from this week in 93, and I want to ask you if this was true or not, because, you know, dirt sheets don't always get it right. It says here, my name. It's, no, <laughs> but it says oh, here man. for this week in 93, Eddie Gilbert purchased 49% of ECW from majority owner Todd Gordon on July 12th. So did that actually happen? Because Eddie's gone shortly. So did he Did he actually 
purchase a bunch of the company and then leave? Or I, I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> Uh, if, if I, if I had to guess, I, I believe I heard this one time mm-hmm. and I don't, I, I mean, this is not something that I, 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 you know, aspired to look out for, or I, you know, I set out for, I don't think there was 49% <laughs> of the company. I, I, I don't think there was, I believe I heard, you said 49%, right? Yeah. That's what they have in the torch here. Yeah. Okay, I I don't believe there was. I believe the forty nine percent was was just a made up number. Just um, if I had to if I had to guess who who made that number up, it was probably our fearless leader that led ECW into the you know the future. <laughs> a, after, after that, I think nah, it was a way to get. Ed- I think it was a way to get Eddie out because I, 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 I do remember like a little bit of like stuff in the locker room about um, like different people, like getting involved kind of thing, you know? Okay. Yeah. And, and then I hear, I heard Eddie's name and Eddie didn't have the capital. Eddie didn't have a, he, he didn't have any, he didn't have any means to buy the company. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have any backers. Um, Todd was the backer, and Todd, if if he was buying forty nine percent, Todd owed fifty one percent. So right. there wasn't no way that that Eddie could have bought that because Eddie was on a, on a salary, you know. But I, I think that was all fabricated, and I think that Eddie Eddie was sold a bill of goods on that, and you know, much like uh, everybody else that ever dealt with the, um, you know. The, the fearless leader of ECW. <laughs> like, uh, I want you to go pick up this guy from the fucking airport. What's his flight number? It's 675293. Well, there's nine numbers in his flight number. <laughs> well, make them up. Oh. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that That's what I think. And that's, and that to me, I always thought that was fucked up. Because I thought Eddie and Paul were um, were together were geniuses. They yeah. were. They were geniuses. They were geniuses. And if you go back and watch Continental Wrestling from 1988, I, I've never seen I've never seen a territory more revived from the deaths of mm-hmm. how a territory was killed than Continental was. When Gilbert took over in like 1987, late 87, 88, and brought Paulie in. I mean, you would see they they were drawing like, like, you know, go look on look on any network or any YouTube thing, and you see Gordon Soley doing commentary from the Boutwell Auditorium, and you see empty seats, you know, with Wildcat Wendell Coley, and he's doing a (laughs) suit play. And 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 you watch it and you see the empty seats. I was a kid watching it, and I'm like, "Wow, this looks cool and all, but why is there so many empty seats?" Mm-hmm. But when Gilbert took over and he did the stupid stuff with Pez Watley, even and the John Gillum stuff, Austin Idol stuff, is like you won't believe. Like you know that old that old saying about chicken salad and chicken shit. That was it. Mm-hmm. Eddie Gilbert made chicken salad out of chicken shit. With you know, he made Pistol <laughs> Pez Watley's retarded Sonic Star. 
Like he slapped him on TV. This is stuff I've never, this is stuff I've never seen. And you make me so intrigued to watch it. I have to. <laughs> he did. um Like after he beat up John Gillum, um, like he, 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 he had a $10,000 check for anybody that could beat him. And he kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And he brought out the John Gillum, the retarded guy spot. And, and then after he did all that, he did a spot with Pez Watley when he was Willie B. Hurt. And he brought his son out and he called his son retarded. And, and, he, and he slapped him. Like, like go, go back and watch that. This is like 1988. You're like, how the fuck are you getting away with this shit on TV? <laughs> And, and, and the funny thing is, is I, I don't know. I don't know who owns the, the tapes of them. I, the last person that I knew that owned the copyrights to them was David Woods. And David Woods, as far as I know, was just some money mark mm-hmm. that just bought a bunch of fucking shit. And goddamn, I would love to get the fucking copyright to any of that stuff because that was after the Fullers. That was mm-hmm. that was like years after Welch gave up, you know. Um, um, Stud after Stud gave up on on Continental and all that shit, and it was basically just a name, and it, it was some of the best stuff ever. It had they brought back um, Mr. Olympia, who for some reason in 1983 was bald, and then in <laughs> 1985 he had hair. <laughs> And he still wore a wig. I mean, he still wore a mask. mask. And he would take his mask off, but he would have hair. And it was like, wait a minute, four years ago, you didn't have any hair. <laughs> oh, dude. You guys, I mean, if if I can give you guys any sort of homework to go back and watch, watch Continental, like, 1988, man. Gotta it it, it shows you, it kind of, it, it kind of gives you a little bit of insight as the, um, what Gilbert was thinking about in ECW because we go back mm-hmm. to how he's doing as much as he can with nothing, you know, mm-hmm. like what he has, you know, we keep bringing up John Gillum or, you know, or the retarded Willie B. Hurts kid, you know, and Donnie Allen and, you know, people that he's doing stuff with that he don't have anybody else to do anything. Yeah. With. This, that's why we got the super D's and the suicide blondes in this uh, never ending saga. Let's go. Well, I, I don't know what tag team is the make a wish team in that fucking match, but <laughs> fucking one of them got to fucking go. <laughs> I mean, Somebody, somebody's got to go. Something's got to give. The, the the best part about the whole entire thing was that Candido hurt his arm, and the fact that they tried to get him as far from that fucking match as possible. Yep. <laughs> they, they, they 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 carried him out of there, and he probably said, "Look, we got things for you. Don't don't worry about it." You're no longer associated with this garbage. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) All right, Chad, any parting words for our listeners this week? No, I just can't wait to do next week because it can only only get better. (laughs) We'll have Terry Funk next week. That's a positive. And don't forget everybody. He's not going to be using his front loader. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. And, uh, of course, you can check Chad out on Twitter. And Chad's Video Vault, of course, on Facebook. Aaron? Yep, just uh, looking forward to next week, and it's 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 got to be better than this one. Yes, <laughs> sir. 
<laughs> and I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Happy New Year to our listeners. Thank you for your support. And we will see you next week as we continue reliving the extreme. Have a great week, everybody. Rest in peace, Marianne. <laughs>